off. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Man Podcast. I got an awesome guest today, the Black Airbender, <laughs> my man David Graham. And Devin, bro, I want to know, brother, what does the Black Air, where, where did you get that name? I got to start there. Okay, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and I just put the Black Airbender because oh, okay. I, te- I, yeah, I teach breathwork, so it just meshed perfectly. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, that's what we're about to talk about today. We're all going to talk about the power of breath and then all about breath work. I'm genuinely curious about like the kind of breath work you practice and the things you do, man. And um, so I know that my audience is going to benefit dramatically. And just after reading your book, watching your YouTube videos, man, you're one very wise young man. And um, I-, I can't wait to like dive into that mind, bro. So first and foremost, man, absolutely, brother. First and foremost, man, I want the world to really get to know you a little bit more, man. Like, so basically tell us about who you are um, so you can share a little bit more of your background. You know, what do you do? And um, in particular, what led you like breath work? How did you stumble upon breath work? Okay. All right. So five years ago, I was already into meditation and things of that nature, but it was about four or about four years ago when I really got into into breath work and the power of breath when I literally lost everything and on my way back home all the way from Cali I drove all the way from New Jersey all the way to Cali and when I lost and gave up and everything I on the way back home I had met a Bigu master. Bigu is the state of um, the Chinese version of what they would call breatharian Okay. And and the point of Bigo is not to particularly become a breatharian, which is someone who eats little or nothing at all. It's to feel. And to get to that state, it takes a lot of practice and um, lots of cleaning, cleansing of the body and mind as well. Because whatever you feed your mind is your reality in itself. Facts, yeah. Big time. So... I did I did two weeks of juice fasting way before I would literally have my first breathwork session, which was two hours, a two-hour breathwork session with uh, the master. And I purged a lot. I cried a lot. <laughs> and um, it showed me how powerful our breath really is and the feeling state that one can really get to. And everything in our reality is really more based off feeling rather than our thoughts. You know, thoughts do produce gravity. But if we're not in the feeling, in a feeling state of mind, which connects everything all at once, including thoughts, you're not producing or manifesting as fast as you would like. You know, how can one, how can one attract a lifestyle that makes them happy if they're always sad all the time? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a real and then and, and then when you dive into emotions itself, you start to realize, and especially going deep in the breath work, everything is a battle of stress. You know, stress is the major major key factor. You know, beyond beyond mental stressors physical stress there's all types of stress and with the breath it goes deep within breath in my opinion is literally emotional fitness emotional emotional fitness you can 
because I also coach MMA fighters, Muay Thai fighters, you name it. I saw and that. I saw that. Yeah, one of my recent clients is uh, Laura Gallardo. She's a rising, a rising MMA fighter. She's gonna be wow. If she if she keeps on her path, she's gonna make some big noise. Comes <laughs> comes come, come soon. Like she's she's wild. Um, but uh, yeah, going back to what I learned from the fighters themselves, you know, you can have a healthy diet, you can exercise a lot, you can do all those stuff. But if you don't have the emotional fitness aspect you know what are you doing in the downtime of recovery because there's trauma that's always going to be stored in our in our body think of muscle memory yeah right so with breath work breath work goes deep into those tissues and that's why um there's a type of breath work called rebirthing that people have um this instance where they remember their their birth they go so deep in the traumas of the tissue that they literally remember themselves being born that's how crazy and deep it gets in terms of breath work because your body remembers all of that is what you're saying yep yep wow. yep and you can you can quote unquote that time travel within the body too but that goes into a whole the whole <laughs> esoteric the whole esoteric thing but the main thing that i want to just make a point of that your muscle retains memory in itself everything around you they even say you know when you're in the womb everything that happens within the 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 uh the amount of time you're in the womb you're recording that subconsciously in your subconscious oh i believe that so it's because a, a baby a baby in itself is highly malleable so they can retain so much information in the tissue mm. so that's why if if anyone's pregnant watching this uh you know get in the habit of playing some positive frequencies while you're pregnant as much as possible <laughs> You mean oh, like you know, like on YouTube, like looking up like frequency, yeah, do that. Yeah, I I prefer to be honest. I prefer more of uh, classical music because there's certain frequencies out there. They've been playing. You can rewind it, and they would have some crazy, interesting subliminals. So you don't know. Sometimes you don't know what's what out there. Yeah. Um, so you did. You. I, I was reading, and sorry to interrupt you, but in one of your books, um, I read both of them on the on a Kindle, and then you said that you were talking about listening to music and you said things like Beethoven, Seven, mm -hmm. Symphony Movement 2. What yes. is you talk about listening to that kind of music, just like classical music. So what exactly are the from listening to music like that as opposed to listening to rock or hip hop or, you know, something like that? So one of the main things I love about classical music is the instrument with the, the violin. Now, the violin is the only instrument that sits close to your heart. And they, they, they found that on the electric magnetic field that the heart actually produces a huge vibration in itself. So when you have the violin playing against, the, against your heart, you are playing a frequency of, you know, something close to the heart, you know. And uh, Japanese science and German science have found um, instruments to weigh the actual soul of a person. And they found the soul to be behind the heart. So when you put those two, two, wow. two things together, it's a different type of frequency when you're listening to the violin music. Violin music, and when you look at, quote unquote, people of elite status, there's, there's one of the most interesting things about them, why they go to operas and why they go to you know, classical, and they, why they listen to classical music themselves. Even the queen, you know, she loves 
classical music. That's one of the main reasons, because you would go to things like this and you would go into manifestation exercises with your, with your subconscious and with the, with the classical music, because you are in a calm state of mind. So again, like I said, stress is the biggest factor that's blocking us from really feeling the main spectrum, the whole spectrum of life to really experience the whole spectrum of life. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, um, that day I messaged you saying, man, this book is like really, as a, even though it's so short, like, man, you like, mm -hmm. really, it, it shifts a lot of the way you think. I'm not going to lie. Like I was like a lot of jaw dropping moments. And then, but I got that, you know, that symphony and I listen to it now when I work and it, I'm just so much more focused. So like, it's real, like it keeps me really, really focused. Like I'm not like bouncing all over the place. So that's dope. And now I, I, so you talked about the first time that you did your breath work, you were like crying and stuff like that. And so that brings me, that reminds me of an experience. So do, are you familiar with Sadhguru? Sadhguru, yeah. 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 So I went to go see him late last year in person. I went to his um, uh, in, inner engineering in person and he initiated us into a practice called the Shambhavi, Ma I'm going to try to say it. It was Shambhavi Mahamudra Kriya. And within the practice, there was like a breathing oh, it's with the eyes, eyes going up. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then within the within the practice, there's a breathing pattern that they that they call Viparita Swasa, Swasa, something like that. And mm -hmm. while he was initiating us into this process, it was so weird because he says, "Whatever your body is like," he goes, "You may start experiencing something. Let it happen. Just like just let it happen." And people around, uh, people around me were screaming, laughing, crying. And then me, myself, I just, like, I started bawling like a baby. Because, like, the breath work is, like, you're, like, you're doing a real rapid breath in, your no uh, in and out your mm -hmm. nose. And I just started crying. And now, when I do this practice on my own, I do it twice daily. Every time I do that specific breathing pattern, my eyes kind of get, my eyes always get watery a little bit. Like they tear up and I just feel a real deep sense of like bliss. So like, do you know what, like, I mean, like how does the breath cause feelings of like just pure bliss like that? Like, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a beautiful experience. I would like to know your insights on that. So uh, the breath itself is a consciousness. So not a lot of people know, but it takes three three days for the same breath that you breathe to come right back to you. Wow. Scientifically proven, it takes three exact days. And there we go. Three, six, nine, in terms of Nikola Tesla and his whole uh, philosophy on vibration. So when you look at the Fibonacci sequence and how life is formed and even to the structure of an atom, you look at all of those things and you look at the fact that it takes three days for the breath to come back to you. The breath has its own consciousness. And the reason why I say that all as well, when you're breathing in air, it's more than just air. You're also breathing in water molecules, correct? There's little hints of water molecules. And water itself has memory. Mm -hmm. water, water is a technology. I say thank you to my water every time I, like, every time I fill it and, up. Hey, a, a good a good thing to add to that is close your eyes while you're while you're drinking the water and and uh, say whatever you, you want to say. The reason behind that is when you close your eyes, you are looking within yourself, and you might not be aware of it, 
but even going back to the whole the, sh- the shivambu the uh shambhavi that shambhavi that mudra your eyes is um your eyes is literally responding and intaking so much information in terms of neurons when you have your eyes closed there's so many neurons firing that you're not even aware of and even with your eyes open you're literally taking in so much information that your eyes is registering mm. so when your eyes are closed whatever whatever muscle or whatever tissues that is required to digest the water or digest your food and it's also being more in tune with your food as well that's that's one of the process of being more in tune with your food and this is whole breatharian nuggets in itself but and it actually helps with digestion i found um you know people with digestive issues i get them to you know turn off the tv and just you know be more intimate with your food you know uh be be more intimate with what goes in your body because your food is going to retain information in itself and thus feeding your body information in terms of if you look at epigenetics and the whole restructuring the dna and the whole science behind that so it's great to close your eyes while you drink anything eat anything and in itself eating itself is a meditation we do it almost every day and it affects our energetic centers yeah no matter how you no matter how you look at it so that in itself is a meditation you say so, life itself is a meditation life itself is a meditation you, i would love you to elaborate on that a little bit <laughs> so you know going going back to the breath so the breath is here when you're born and when you die so going back to the fact that it's its own consciousness when you when you harmonize with the breath and you know, attach different feelings and be more aware of what you're feeling, um, the way that you breathe in certain situations. You can pinpoint how you want to direct the way of life itself, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're in a real stressful situation. Really look how you breathe. You might be in a shallow breath. Shallow breath equals a shallow state of mind because you're in that panic, you're in that fight or flight mode. When you're having the best time of your life, chilling or however you want to describe it, not worrying about anything, you're breathing a lot slower, you're breathing yes. a lot deeper. I've realized so, that, yeah. <laughs> if you can bring all those instances of that time you were you know, breathing at a deeper level, an intimate level, a relaxed level into the stressful, situation you'd be surprised how your perception of that situation changes or you might even find a solution just breathing that way in itself deeper breath equal deeper state of mind equals deeper thoughts so you have deeper thinking thus may you may create a solution a lot faster than you would in a shallow state of mind you know a shallow and a deep hole in in that perception of life you feel like there's no there's no way out thus you're suffocating mm, got you yeah that makes yeah because i realize um in those moments of anxiety and stuff your breath is real rapid you may even like hold it a few times like i've seen that a few times and um so what i want to know what is one of the most big well i don't want i mean i guess biggest but like what is 
not biggest, what is the most, what is one of the most important lessons you would say that you learned directly from your breath? One of the, repeat that question one more time. Yeah, like what, what was one of the most just life-changing like lessons or realizations that you've realized by just, you know, directly watching your breath? Like for me, one of the things for me was seeing, you know, paying attention to my breath and I saw, hey, well, one thing ends, another thing begins. So like holding on, what's the point of that? You know, just letting go and try to hold on to one breath, can't have the next. And um, mm. so that's what, like, I realized by watching my breath. And, like, I so I, I wanted to see if, like, you've had any realizations by just, you know, being in tune with your breath. One of the biggest, there's so many. But oh, one I, of the I, big- I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. It's yeah. Uh, one of the biggest is time. The more you're in tune with your breath, you'll realize time is happening all at once. And it really is a man-made, a man-made concept because if, if the breath is here when we die and will continuously be there, when will be part of natural law, no matter how you look at it. And we're breathing in that element 24-7, 365 a day you realize time is really a man-made concept. And if we are electric beings and we're infinite, as science is getting closer to admit, and mm-hmm. they would totally agree at this point. I love it too. You know, we're literally breathing in our ancestors. You know, we're breathing in, we're breathing in different points of consciousness in terms of uh, you know, the fact that this breath was once a lion's breath it was once a turtle's breath you name it it was part of literally everything so if it's part of everything in in quantum thinking it is literally part of the whole spectrum if if i were to go into another dimension but even in even in your dreams you're breathing in your dreams am i right yeah i mean (laughs) right You are breathing, you're breathing in your dreams. So one of the biggest things that taught me was time, time is, time is really a man-made concept. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so you're telling me with each breath, I'm breathing the same breath that Jesus and Buddha and Lao Tzu, all of them once took, took a breath into. So is there, exactly. okay, so is there only, cause I've always thought this way too that there's really only one breath. Like, it's not my breath, your breath, your breath. Like, it's breath. Like, the breath of life, I guess. Like, like what's your intake on that? Uh, I always have this saying, you know, thank you for sharing your breath. The reason, I, I, totally, <laughs> I totally agree, yes, there's one breath. But um, the thing is, you know, if you look at humanity at, at, at a, as a whole spectrum, you see a tiny atom. That's part of the whole, the whole breath consciousness as a whole. So in retrospect, there's always an inhale 
and exhale happening simultaneously. And that also goes back into what I was saying. You see, this is the whole 5D thinking that time itself is really a man-made concept. Mm. So, if I'm, if I'm breathing in, someone's always going to be breathing out. And that state of mind is also going deep into the 5D spectrum of things, being it with one breath. Because there's only going to be one inhale and one exhale. There's no third, third process when it comes to breathing. There's always yeah. inhale and exhale, i.e. yin-yang, dark and light. So when you bring dark matter into the whole quantum realm of thinking, if you look at the inside of your nose, it's, it's dark. So you're breathing in parts of dark matter. And then you're, when you're breathing out, it goes into the light that is the world. Mm. And technically, we're made up of everything in the universe. So if you think of a black hole, in that sense, our our nose is in a in a way is black holes. Yeah, it's so, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're over here making me like, yeah, like I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, so there's always going to be a dark spectrum and a light spectrum that's going in and out simultaneously, dealing with one breath as a unison consciousness. So. Yes, I have the saying that thank you for sharing your breath. I, I love that saying, but I also totally agree that yes, we do have one breath. Yeah, you can never have, I mean, you've never had two breaths. Like it's just, uh, like, you know, like that one breath. Yeah. Right, cool. right, right. And then it goes into um, different states of breath consciousness. And that's, that's a, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> got you. Got you. Okay. So, so, um, what exactly is alchemy breath work? Like, how is that different than other like breath work practices? Because I know somebody who does, I've done like breath work with them, but I don't think, I mean, I think it was like a completely different kind of breath work. Okay. So, uh, one of the main things that make alchemy different is, uh, when you look at the word al alchemy, or you know, you know, in the in the old in the old mindset, it would be changing from a metal or whatever into gold, mm -hmm. some type of metal into gold, or mm -hmm. the philosopher's stone into gold, or however you want to perceive that state of thinking. So when it, when you add alchemy, it's the state of changing alchemical. Anything that gives us a chemical response, a.k.a. alcohol, al, there you see the, the base word, al, and it gives us an alchemical response when you drink it. So the breath in itself does the same thing, and my whole philosophy with alchemy breathwork is turning breath into gold. Mm. So that's how I gave it alchemy breathwork. And it also dives into some of Nikola Tesla's um, viewpoints of consciousness and utilizing that into the breath work itself as well. Mm, I got you. So let me ask you this. Is breath work enough to get somebody out of a depressed state, get somebody out of 
you know, like states of anxiety or is breath work even enough to take them off of like, you know, antidepressant style medication, stuff like that? Oh, big time. So go, going back to what I was saying before, notice how you're breathing when you're in a calm state of mind, in a happy state of mind versus you breathing in a anxious state of thinking in a sh in shallow breaths. So when you're taking quality breaths, you're taking quality, quality source of energy. It doesn't come from a place of lack. It comes from a place of abundance. You know, when you're breathing in deep, you have a deep reservoir, quote unquote. So your reservoir is never going to be empty. So deeper breaths in that whole state of thinking is going to go deep within your reservoir and really push out an expansive mindset that I can grow, I can get better. Mm, and oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've helped so many people with anxiety and so many people who have done too much psychedelics because they, they get numb from, I would say they get numb from actually feeling. And the whole, my, the whole thing with the whole thing with um, the breath and feeling is you're going deep within your muscles, you're going deep within memory, and you're getting to feel more. So it would literally take me about two weeks consistently doing breath work with people who've done too much psychedelics because the psychedelics numb you. They numb you from actually feeling. So the thing, the thing is psychedelics, I don't want to say versus breath work, but psychedelics um, versus breath work, I'll, I'll just go there. So, yeah. so psychedelics get you into what they, you know, it'll have you an outer body experience versus breath work. It's more of an inner body experience. I saw you say that on, on one of your YouTube videos and it was pretty like, it made me think a lot different. Right. So, uh, many people who have done with, um, you know, dealing with nightmares or crazy things in their life, they find themselves, the deeper they go into the breath work, they find themselves fighting to go back inside their bodies than anything. It's like they found themselves fighting to go back inside their bodies. And when they have that awe moment, they feel even more alive. You know, I'm actually alive. I'm not, I'm not dead. I'm not numb. <laughs> Yeah, because because when you're numb, you can barely feel anything. And if you can't feel anything, you know, when you go take a take a toxin, um, maybe like alcohol or whatever toxin it is, you don't know the feeling of what it's actually doing to your body. Hence, lowering, lowering, lowering your life force, your, your vibrational force in terms of life. And when it when you're more aware of it. And that's why people, you know, I really don't push diet on people who I do like three months with or um, six months with. They found themselves, they want to be more hydrated more than ever because they want to go, they, they feel more hydrated with the breath. So like attracts like in terms of, in terms of that mindset. Be like, all right, I want to feel more alive. You know what? I'm going dr to drink more green juices. I want to be more healthy. They found themselves going into that mindset and then they start asking me, questions along those lines and then like i dive i dive deep naturally way. right i don't even have to really force it 
you know, I let the breath do the talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. And no, that, that makes sense because when I, and especially when I eat more mindfully, I realize that um, I naturally just eat a lot less than I normally do. I'm, I'm like, I know you see, I'm all into bodybuilding, so we eat a lot, <laughs> you know, to build, right. to build the muscle. But then I've, I've done the intuitive eating and, you know, listening to my body and I eat like, I'm a fraction of what I really eat. I mean, of what I usually eat on a day to day. When I am more mindful, I see myself just naturally not wanting to eat so much. And yeah, especially when I work with fighters, I might find myself battling their dietitian. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, dude, I can imagine. No, man, I yeah. can imagine. That's but that's awesome, man. Yeah, but they they found themselves, you know, performing a lot more because the thing is you're in that healing state and you're healing a lot faster because it takes a lot for your body. It takes a lot of energy to digest. So yeah. when you're redirecting that energy that you would use for digestion or a breakdown of anything, you're, you're, you're pushing more, uh, more ions into um, different parts of the body and the oxygen, oxygen absorption goes way up. So you're healing a lot faster. You're sleeping a lot less. That's a big plus. And I even found myself growing in mass, even, even though I'm still on liquids. I'm like 280 plus days on liquids right now, and I'm still growing in mass. Wow. Well, is there a reason why you're doing that? Is that like just what you want to do, or are you doing it for a certain amount of time, or what's going on? It's just got to the point where I stopped fighting with myself. So I went from 80% liquids to 100%. And I, I can breathe a lot better on, wow. on, on, on liquids. So that's why I say anyone who's doing breathwork, just, just find yourself doing it first thing in the morning so you don't have anything in your stomach. Breathwork is great to do at any time, but you'll feel more of it, i.e., you know, with, a, with an empty stomach. You'll feel more of the effects of breathwork on an empty stomach versus breath work with a full stomach yeah like all my meditation practices and stuff i always do it on i always do them on an empty stomach um i fast 20 hours every day um okay cool fire and, uh the reason why I, I do i started for like the health benefits but then i started to realize that it, it was it was growing to be more of a more of a like a spiritual practice for me to fast that mm -hmm. long because yeah i just noticed that like hey i don't I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't need the food. I really don't. And um, no, but that's, that's interesting. So do you fast as well? Or do, is it just more, just the juicing? Yeah. So it's, um, so I, I fast about like 16 to 20 hours ish. Okay. Around, in terms, in terms of dry fasting. Yeah. And then, and then I would break it with, um, it's mainly been banana milk. So it's just banana and, and water. That's, that's really it. Or um, some, some weeks I'll wow, just, dude. I'll do, uh, I've been, I've been into oranges and lime recently. I like oranges and lime. Got you, got so, you, man. So yeah, OJ, OJ and lime. That's my thing. Got you, man. Got you. So I want to, okay, so I want to discuss this, this little, it was kind of like a realization I had and I just want to like, you know, hear what you have to say about it. So one time I was watching my breath and I was like just really in tune with it. And I started to look up, uh, I was looking up at the stars. And then as I was looking up at the stars, every time I look up at the sky, I usually look at the stars, right? Like I usually stare at the stars. But then this one night in particular, 
I was just really aware of the space in between all the stars, right? Like just mm. blackness and all the emptiness. And I was looking at that and I was just like, wow. I was like, that's crazy because every star, you know, it's gonna it has its beginning, it's gonna have its ending. Every every like everything that's created literally comes out of nothing. This clear, I mean, whatever this is, and but no matter like everything has a beginning and an ending, but that nothing endures, you know. And so it hit me one day. I was all like, "Holy, holy shit!" I was like, the same, like the same space that is in the stars. I mean, that's in the sky has to be within me because every single breath is like a star. It just comes out of nothing. It returns back to nothing. But that gap in between every breath is always freaking there. And like mm. this one night, I became strongly aware of the gap in between my breath and then the gap out there. And I was just like, wow. I was like, is the universe literally sitting in me right now? So how do you, like, what's your, what's your input on that? Like, you know, do I got the right idea here or? Yeah, I, it's actually in my book too. So um, I say uh, silence is part of the, the whole creation itself. You know, what is in between the silence? You know, there's always going to be a hint, a microsecond of a pause. Always. What's, what's, what's in between the pause? And it, when you go into breath work and, you know, one of the main things I started to ask myself, the deeper I got in the breath is, who is watching the observer? <laughs> who is watching the observer? That's a trip. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, man. See, I love, I love conversations like this because I get so much from these kind of conversations. It's, yeah. So, so when you look at the, the double split experiment. Yes. Where, oh, my God. That experiment is mind blowing. Yeah. When they shoot, when they shoot an atom towards its target, uh, when they look at the atom, it splits. When they look away, it hits a target. So that also, that also proves that also thoughts produce gravity. And there's a connective force that when we look out, our eyes are the projectors as well. Mm, and it's like the atoms know when we're looking. Mm-hmm. That's, atoms, that's why I said, who is watching the observer? <laughs> man, dude, this, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, man, this, this stuff is crazy. And, and um, I, I like to, I mean, I like, you know, really, really getting, you know, deep on this. And I've, I've always had like recently, man, because I've stumbled upon like spiritual practices and stuff like that in 2018. And then since then, I've just been, you know, getting more curious and um, all the reading led me like, okay, I want to see what these people are talking about. Let me actually meditate. Let me like try to experience. I want, I want to see what's going on. And, um, and so one day I was like watching my breath and like, I kind of got the sense that but I don't know how you feel about this because I saw that you said, you know, there's really like the spirit is the body. Like I've, I've always knew like, like the body is spirit and flesh, you know, it's like, so I was watching my breath and I was getting the, the, um, cause I was like trying to watch my breath and I was like, man, you can name, you can really watch it. You can like kind of feel the sensation of it. Mm. And so I was all like, where is that path going? And it kind of like, 
gave me the feeling that the breath is kind of like a string that ties the mm-hmm. spirit to the body. Is that, yep. is that, is that like, you know, uh, that headed the right direction? It's part of, that's why I said breath consciousness. It's crazy so, when you pay attention to life, what, right. what it reveals to you. So imagine this whole spectrum of consciousness that is the breath as a body, correct? Mm -hmm. So if you look at the veins of the breath, it is literally connected to every human, so to speak. And that's why I said going back to the inhale and exhale. Again, who is watching the observer? The observer in itself is maybe the whole spectrum of it all, i.e. the breath. Damn. Just the universe experience in itself. Exactly. <laughs> Man, dude. I feel like we could talk for hours. <laughs> Just freaking hours. You'd, you'd be surprised, yeah. No, man, definitely, man. So so I see So I see you wearing a copper ring. I myself got a copper ring on. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got a copper ring. I got this from that um, from that when I went to go see Sadhguru. And I see you, and I see you um, sitting under a like a, a copper pyramid. What, right. What's, can you like, um, I, I got a good, and I do drink my water out of a copper vessel right now. It's just, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't washed it. So right now it's downstairs. And, um, but, um, so like, I, I kind of got like some ideas of like the benefits of, you know, more like copperware and stuff like that. Can you explain like, you know, the benefit of wearing copper so, on your skin and a copper pyramid like that? Like what's the, Yeah. So copper on the skin is actually better than consuming it. The reason behind that is if you drink too much copper, it's a problem. But the other plus on the skin, the skin, the skin is one of the most underrated organ that we take for granted. So the skin knows how much copper we need to absorb inside the blood. And when you ha- when you, um, when it gets to that point, that's when you're going to see that greenish, that's greenish uh, tint on the skin because mm-hmm. it, ab- it absorbs enough copper. It doesn't need, um, it, it won't, it won't, it won't go overboard when it comes to absorbing copper on the skin, so, on the skin and the skin, it'll go inside the blood and you know, you get the benefits just on the skin. That's why I gave up on the, uh, on the copper vessel. But the thing is, um, uh, this is not just copper. It's, it's called a tensor ring and tensor ring was one of the main things that Tessa himself found in terms of the tensor field. And you see that the way that it's twisted. So if you look, if you look at the way the DNA is twisted and the, the Fibonacci spiral and the structure of an atom, if we take this tensor ring and we go and we put it under GDV imaging, you'll see, you'll still see the electrons going continuously round and round the tensor ring. So tensor rings, uh, copper itself is a crystal. And it's, in my opinion, I feel like it's the most powerful crystal versus moldavite or whatever crystal. The reason is because the, it has high piezoelectricity and it never loses that. Where you always have to put your crystals, you've probably heard, put in the sun so it charges and all those things. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. You don't need to do that with tensor rings. It's always going to be charged. That's the that's crazy thing about tensor rings. And tensor rings, when you, um, when you put them underwater, they create ormus. And ormus is a structure that's also found in gold. It's literally found in your sperm. But the main difference with drinking ormus too 
you might you might drink too much ormus and it could have a detrimental effect. So the plus with making your or, your own ormus with tensor rings and not putting it in the water, just putting it underwater, it creates a spin cycle that um, this radionics professor explained to me that when it creates that spin cycle and all that organ energy, which is found in life or key energy, however you want to describe it, mm-hmm. adds to the water, it creates the ormus factor. Thus, I said water has memory. So when the water structures, because structured water is powerful water, it's more powerful than Kangen. Because <laughs> Kangen have so many, I didn't want to get into Kangen. No, but, no, um, I've, <laughs> dude, I've had so many people try to sell me those machines. <laughs> yeah, the, here's the thing. So when I, make, when I make Oregon water, I use distilled water. And distilled water is literally like you're drinking from clouds that's not polluted. So when you get a distiller or you get distilled water, you are drinking the purest form of water. Kangen has impurities in the water. And that's why you won't see many people fasting on Kangen for 60 plus days. I want to find someone that fasts on Kangen 60 plus days. When I talk to, you know, people who are deep into health, you know, they found themselves, um, people that don't eat cooked foods, it's how I know Kangen is really bad. People who don't eat cooked foods, don't, they don't really have an acidic body, correct? Mm-hmm. So their, their, their body is, in, is already in a state of alkalinity, normal alkalinity. Your body's supposed to produce its own normal rate of alkaline levels. It's not supposed to have an outside source messing up the alkaline levels up and down, up and down. It's supposed to create its own stomach acid. You're supposed to have stomach acid. So, you know, you kill different uh, microorganisms that don't belong in there. So with Kangen, they found themselves to have stomach issues because what's happening is it's really eating away some parts of your stomach, which is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want to find someone to go 60 plus days on Kangen water, just Kangen water on a fast versus someone on distilled water. It is a total difference. Mm. So, and, and when you look at epigenetics, we ourselves, we produce distilled water ourselves when it comes to urination or whatever. So why are we going far beyond our natural state to get something that is alkaline? It just, it just doesn't make any sense. I was about to say, I was about to say that. <laughs> like when you ask yourself that, like logically, you're trying to come to a logical answer. <laughs> so um, when it comes to water having memory, if you look at, the, if you look at a purity standpoint, Distilled water is the easiest water to program in that sense mm. because there's no, pollu- there's no pollution in the waters. There's less ions in the water versus even spring water. Spring water has minerals, yes, but in itself, if you look at minerals, it's literally dirt. So <laughs> instead, of, <laughs> instead, of, instead of drinking dirt, you know, you could get yourself um, some distilled water that's really pure. And so I put distilled water in a myron glass after I, uh, I program it with the organ water. And the myron glass, it only absorbs UV rays and infrared rays. So when you go to saunas, you see that infrared rays have a huge benefit to, to the skin, i.e. What, what goes beyond the skin, your blood. So, and the sun itself, when you don't have any impurities in your body, you can absorb more of the sun, creating more melanin in your body. Thus, your body becomes more electric and you're more 
uh, you can withstand heat. I found myself the lighter I went in terms of my diet and the deeper I went to breath work, I could be out in the sun for God knows when versus mm -hmm. me on, on the diet, the poor diet I had years, years ago. I couldn't be in the sun. Even as a Jamaican, I couldn't be in the sun as long. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah. so to break up the myth that you know black people are better out in the sun that's not <laughs> entirely true <laughs> god breatharians yeah. are definitely the they, they're the best in the sun yeah for sure so um so when you're so the mind glass the mind glass is pretty powerful it only takes 30 minutes for the mind glass to charge in the sun and it's only absorbing UV rays and infrared rays. Uh, how do you spell that? You said the, the, what, the what glass? Myron glass. So it's M-I-R-O-N. Okay. I'm going to look into that. Got you. Awesome. Awesome. Now, one, one thing I did want to ask you, though, also, before, you know, we get to the end of this is, mm -hmm. how can we use the breath to help us stay healthy? during this whole COVID-19 mess we're dealing with? Ooh, okay. Um, uh, breath work, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and talk on that real quick. Right, right, right. So it, here's the main thing that people, um, whether you believe it's in the air, which doesn't make any sense, you don't see the president wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. So... And this whole conspiracy about 5G. So let's say the whole 5G thing is real and it's having an effect that's creating the corona, the corona. So if I have an acidic body and I'm having I'm having radiation beam beaming at me, my acidic body won't be able to defend the acidic state that the the frequencies that's beaming from the 5G is trying to alter my DNA. So when it's altering my blood at, I think it's like 60 gigahertz, which is anti-oxygen, and our whole entire body is made up of 65% oxygen. Yep. So when it's lowering the oxygen rate and oxygen, oxygen absorption, I'm prone to get sick if I'm not doing breath work and I have a poor diet, right? Because the oxygen absorption, if I go to a person and I, rate, and I look at their oxygen level, it's going to be 99, mine is going to be 99. But the main difference is my oxygen absorption is way, I did, I did, the, I did the test too. My thing is like way off the roof. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, versus a normal person. I'm, so think of, cells dying off, dying off, dying off fast, 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 fast at a fast rate. So in terms of recovery, if I have an acidic body, I won't recover as fast to, to alkalize and, you know, produce more and build immunity to what's going on in terms of radiation. But if I have an alkaline body and I'm in an alkaline state, including mindset, yeah, that plays a huge factor. I will recover a lot faster than a regular human that doesn't pay attention to their diet and their breath. So the, that, that's how you really become immune to this whole Corona thing. 
So is that is that why you've never been you haven't been sick in six years? I haven't been sick in six years. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I saw you post. You're like, I've been sick and sick. I haven't been sick in six years. Ask me how, and I guess yeah. I discovered exactly how. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shirt. I'm gonna make a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. It's been it's been a while since I've been sick now, but no, nah, man, I love it. I love it, brother. So, yeah, man, this is this has been you know extremely extremely awesome, and I want to know like um. Um, you know, what, like, how do people, you know, people who do want to do one on, because you do offer what kind of, so basically what kind, what kind of services do you offer? So people who want to work with you, they know that like, what kind of services. You offer. Right. So I'm one of the few people out in the world right now that offers, um, when you go to quote unquote breatharian retreats, cause I've had people from different breatharian retreats come to me and they feel like, um, they didn't get the full benefits as they want to. That's because, you know, you shouldn't be focused on um, this lifestyle becoming only a few days. It should be a life, a lifetime. No, so definitely. yeah. So, so I offer literally a whole year package. I do six months with people, um, three months. And, and I also do, um, six sessions whenever you want and i do one hour packages so mm -hmm. i'm one of the few people that will literally breathe with you every day for the whole year wow that's awesome there, there, there's there's not many in the world that will do that <laughs> oh definitely yeah man i i definitely man and uh i want to know also why is breath work mostly conducted through the nose and not the mouth because i found uh, myself as i became more conscious of my breath I breathe, mm -hmm. I breathe less with my mouth and it's more, I'm always conducting it through my nose. Right. That's why even Wim Hof himself said, you know, his type of breath work is more watered down and there's many, he acknowledges that there's many types of different breath work that will go even way beyond his. I don't, I don't want to say way beyond his, but in a deeper sense. Yeah. Yeah. In, in that sense. Yeah. Cause even he acknowledges that. So, um, when you're doing it mostly through the nose, you're building up nitric oxide. When you're doing it mostly through the mouth, you're losing about 40% oxygen. So in alchemy, we, re we redirect all that 40% that you're, that you're losing in breathworks that deals with fight or flight, we, we, we redirect it into more nitric oxide buildup and more nitric oxide buildup and you can look into nitric oxide. You can even take supplements for nitric oxide, which is crazy. I didn't even know. I looked into it. I'm like, oh, there's even supplements for nitric oxide. <laughs> Produce it yourself. I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, that's crazy. Yeah. The benefits of nitric oxide in itself, it, it, um, it kills viruses. It, it kills organisms that produces bacteria. So there's those two things make you more of an alkaline, more make you more of an alkaline state by breathing through your nose more just by breathing through your nose more rather than your mouth we're not we can't be mouth breathers we got to be more nose breathers that makes and, and it's and it's and it's funny it's funny when you look at um shows that deal with um like a future aspect you will find them somehow i don't know what's with time travel and these type of things but they insert um mouth the whole mouth breather aspect you know we don't want to be yeah. mouth breathers <laughs> yeah that's crazy that yeah i get i mean yeah because all the breath work i've done has always been through the nose um breathing instead of from the chest you know from the you know from your stomach and um 
all of that, man. And how long are your sessions usually? Like, if, so, so if somebody wanted to work with you for three months, they basically mm-hmm. meet you for like an hour a day, or how does that work? No, it's like uh, so it's three days a week, about three yes, days. Okay, a week. got you, got yeah. you. Yeah, and I and I and I even give them homework. So alchemy breathwork is not just sessions you sit down and you know go on throughout your day. And it's then breathwork, you it's yeah, it's breathwork you can also bring within you throughout your whole day. I've I've helped business people, all walks of life, MMA fighters, you, you name it. I've <laughs> I've worked with some interesting people from all over the world. Wow. How long have you been doing this kind of work? Uh, so teaching it now, it's been two years. Awesome. And, I, and actually doing it, it's been three and a half years now, almost four. Got you. And all breath area and see is love, right? Nothing else. Always. Nothing no. else. That's that's the mindset. I know. I like that. And I love how you're very inclusive with your perception. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all like one. And like, I use what you said, like, um, you said like if you can like just accept the moment, not like I've got something you said in your book, like how you said it, like it makes things a lot easier by just accepting the oneness, not trying to separate yourself from the moment, right. like that. And I did that yesterday because something didn't go my way, you know, the mm. way I wanted it. To go. And I remember yeah. what I read and I applied that, and then like I was like, oh man, I, I'm not angry, you know, like I'm not. And like I like that, and I like and I like how you said. No guru and shit for you. So, like, you know, uh, like, it's like, don't, because I'm not going to lie. I was very, like, oh, you know, like, Sadhguru and, like, right. up to him. But one thing about Sadhguru, too, was somebody said, what's the best piece of advice you can give somebody? He goes, don't look up. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't look up to people. Don't look down to them. Look at them for what they are. are and, you'll, yeah. and you'll navigate through life effortlessly. Like I like I say, the breath. I let the breath do the talking. I love it, man. I love mm-hmm. it, bro. So I and and, and 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 what and one thing I would just wanna I just wanna end off saying, no matter how you look at life, you you made it happen. You created the reality that you're dealing with at that moment. So why not utilize the breath in that instance to redirect the equation that gave you what you're seeing? And that's how you're literally playing with five D. In itself, I want to end off saying that. Man, that, uh, that, that that's great because I was just about to ask you if you got thirty seconds left, what would you say? <laughs> there, there you go. Perfect, man. Well, if people want to get a hold of you, where what's the best way for them to like reach out to you? And how where, where uh, can they find you at? Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube, Devon Airbender, uh, Instagram, uh, the underscore air underscore black underscore bender so the black air bender on instagram and you can look at me on facebook and just type in devon airbender you'll find me and if you want to send me an email uh the man is avon 33 at outlook.com gotcha. so i thank you, i thank you all for sharing your breath <laughs> then i thank you for sharing yours man i'll put all your credit all your um all your links and stuff to find you bro um down at the bottom man and um yeah y'all definitely check this guy out and just having him as a friend on facebook you learn so much by just having him as a friend on facebook it's crazy so thank you so much for the work you do man you're you're really out here changing lives brother and um you know um i'm out here trying to do the do, do the exact same thing and 
it was an awesome conversation, man. So many, so many like jaw dropping moments for me, brother. So I know that people are going to benefit dramatically from this episode. So thank you so much for giving your time and thank you for sharing your breath with me in this beautiful moment. Likewise, brother. Peace. Absolutely. Peace, brother. Have a good one. You too. Okay. Bye.